University of Johannesburg developed the first real-time gross national happiness index, making use of big data, particularly our tweets, to track the sentiment of South Africans. According to the index founder, Associate Professor Talita Graylin, the announcement that load shedding had progressed to level six led to an intense national anger, disgust and fear response, which even outstripped those seen as a result of the devastating and well-publicized KZN floods, which saw the loss of many homes and many lives. Do you create the Gross National Happiness Dot Today Index, or in short called the Happiness Index? What we have to do is we extract a live track of tweets. So for 24 hours per day, every day, we extract all tweets within a specific regional area. So for South Africa, for example, it's around about 100,000 tweets per day. Then with each tweet, we analyze the sentiment in that tweet. So there's a what we call a lexicon which can say that this tweet has a positive sentiment, a neutral or a negative sentiment. And it coaches with numbers. Say so for example, positive gets a two, neutral zero, and a negative a minus two. Then we use these numbers in an algorithm and we create an index. Once you've got the index, um, the index is on a measure between zero and 10 with five being your neutral. So anything above five, meaning you the country is happy and anything below five will mean the country is moving into an unhappy state. Then sometimes things happen and you see a severe dip in the gene age. And this is exactly what happened with load shedding, the announcement on 18 September that we are moving to stage six. We saw it re emotions reflects quite quickly. And on the 19th September, the average level of happiness in South Africa was 6.33. Now, to compare that, we can compare it with the events that happened in April in 2022. Um, if you remember, the, it was there was a national disaster announced with the floods in KZN with many people losing their lives. So we're at a level of emotions or negative emotions that is actually um, at a higher level than at that stage. So that was a big tragedy. Uh, many people were affected. The emotions of South Africans were in sympathy with what's happening in KwaZulu-Natal. And now we have the load shedding, which affects everybody. And we've got these emotions, the negative emotions, of which the, the, the biggest one or the leader is anger. A lot of anger around the whole issue of load shedding. She says the happiness index tracker now shows that these intense feelings of anger have morphed into feelings of sadness and uncertainty. Um, over the days we've been following it and at this stage the anger has dissipated and we can see the emotions of sadness and fear being more representative so those um, emotions are coming through stronger. These persistent feelings raise concerns about the impact prolonged load shedding and the anxiety associated with South Africa's energy crisis may have on the mental health and well-being of South Africans. Times Live spoke to several ordinary South Africans on the streets of Johannesburg who confirmed that they believed load shedding directly put strain on their mental well-being. Has load shedding impacted your mental health in any way, do you feel? I think it has. Lots of people. Certain why it does. Yes, it has. Because it, it adds to the daily stresses of life and that you can't really get things done in the time frame 
that you'd like to get things done, whether it be in terms of work, not being able to meet deadlines or join meetings because of load shedding, and whether it be in terms of home, not being able to just, uh, execute certain tasks in your time frame because there's no uh, power to do so. You can't do nothing. Mm. Uh, well, what, what happens is you've got kids here. Oh, do you, you have kids? And oh, do you guys work from home too? Yeah, well, I do work from home most of the time and it affects me. Yeah, Wi-Fi well, goes down. and Everything oh. just goes down. Once that happens, you can't do nothing. We have to go in to work in the morning. We don't have electricity. You wake up, we don't have electricity. We buy food for kids. We even buy food for us to, to put it at the freezer. They mm. don't freeze, they get uh, mm. moisty and then they don't uh, expire food. Then some people don't have money to offer for a generator. We have kids, small kids. Mm. Even the hospitals, they have seven months kids. Mm. Human activity seems to be a mm. lot higher than normally would be. So that worries you in particular, like, yeah. like what the criminals are doing? Yeah. South African Federation for Mental Health project leader Michelle Donnelly says that prolonged mental strain is not only bad for South African people, but also comes with an economic cost. Um, we would say it's definitely a justified response to the current energy crisis. There is research that suggests prolonged or frequent loss of basic services, including power outages, has been shown to participate the onset of several mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, it's really difficult to single out one contributing factor for increased mental health concerns. Most often, it's a combination of many things, you know, i.e. unemployment and tensions caused by load shedding and food insecurity and feeling hopeless, etc. We do know some risk factors contribute more significantly to poor mental health than others, but there is limited peer-reviewed evidence on the extent to which blackouts impede mental wellness, um, as measured by statistical analysis, and whether or not this compares to unemployment. With regards to how prolonged exposure to these feelings might do to the mental health of a nation, you know, in short, it's not good. Poor mental health has grave individual, familial, social and economic costs, Mental illness is the leading cause of years lived with disability, both in South Africa and globally. Um, and this means people are not able to realize their potential because of poor mental health and unmanaged mental illness. In a forthcoming investment case report for mental health in South Africa, it's estimated that on average, lost days of work because of illness and premature mortality from mental, neurological and substance use disorders amounts to about 161 Rand billion annually. Um, this equates to approximately 4% of the country's GDP. In addition to it making economic sense to address poor mental health, our government has a responsibility to our people to uphold our right to mental health because mental health is health. As with any prolonged period of distress, this could result in collective mental health problems. You know, too much stress or ongoing stress can greatly impact mental well-being. When a person's mental well-being deteriorates to a certain point, it can become a mental health disorder such as depression or anxiety. We can expect people to react with frustration, increased feelings of uncertainty, disillusionment and anger. According to the Joburg-based psychologist, Dr. Claire Lowney, people are feeling more anxious and their sleep patterns are being interrupted. Um, and this could also impact on mood.
Now, at a population level, we know that we are able to reduce the incidence of mental health disorders with evidence-based, culturally appropriate interventions that are bolstered by good political support. When people have access to the required therapy, medication, and community-based support services, people can manage their mental health problems in a way that it does not impede on their quality of life. And you know, at an individual level, it really is assessed um, by case-to-case -case basis for every person. You know, based on a, the complex interaction between genetics and life experience, every individual will respond differently to different care and prevention efforts. This question also highlights the gap in our data collection for mental health in South Africa, including assessing for increased mental health concerns, which could be measured by the referrals to mental health support services and uptake of services, for example. Professor Grayling, as a well-being economist, says that tracking citizen sentiment is far more important than simply knowing whether South Africans are happy or sad, but that these indices can act as a precursor to social upheaval and turmoil. If our negative emotions increase beyond a certain point, it becomes like a boiling pot and it will explode. So, for example, if we compare... Um, the emotions that we experienced when our previous president Zuma was um, jailed, we could see that the anger, the disgust was increasing beyond a certain point. And when you see these negative emotions increasing as much, remember that we always have negative and positive emotions in a country, but there are limits to it. So if it is above a certain limit, then you can expect that it will go over into action. So with the load shedding, and we had this um, significant increase in anger and disgust, it's a warning sign that this might lead to the next thing. It doesn't mean it will, but it's already a warning sign. It is like a robot with a green, yellow, and red. And when we are on yellow, we should start thinking of what can happen next. Fortunately, at this stage, those, the severe anger and disgust has dissipated. Though we will have to, the emotions are very volatile and we will have to keep um, track of them, keep, keep our fingers on the ground so that we know what's happening with the emotions in South Africa. For Times Live in the News, I am Paige Muller.